You're listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story, a show that tells you about all things making news in the startup, tech, and digital ecosystem. In this episode, we catch up with Neha Motwani, founder and CEO of Eternity. Well, hello and a very warm welcome to Daily Dispatch, a show that gives you all the latest news and updates from the digital ecosystem. I'm Priya Sheth. Thank you so much for taking the time out and logging in. I'm here as always to get you all the top news stories that we've been tracking today. Well, first up, Uber India has shown business recovery in India. This growth has been driven by increased demand for its low-cost products such as the Uber Auto as well as the Uber Moto. The ride train platform said that some of its fastest recovering metro markets after the lockdown include Kolkata, Hyderabad as well as Mumbai. Well, moving on to the second headline of the day, recruitment startup for grey and blue-collar workers, APNA, has raised $12.5 million in a funding round led by Sequoia Capital as well as Green Oaks Capital. Existing investors such as Lightspeed India as well as Rocketship.vc also participated in this round. Now, the company will be using this funding to expand to new metro cities and tier 2 geographies. It will also be using the funds to expand its team. Well, reports suggest that Tiger Global is in talks to lead a $100 million funding round into online investment platform Grow. If this deal goes through, it will value the platform at a whopping $1 billion. Now, the Bengaluru-based startup has about 10 million registered customers and has raised about $60 million of funding so far. Well, moving on to the final headline of the day, drone specialist Idea Forge has raised 15 crore rupees from Black Soil. The funds will be used for meeting working capital requirements of the company to service its large order book. Now, the company had recently received a $20 million order from the Indian Army. Well, moving on to our second segment, I have somebody who has made her mark in the fitness industry and uh, we have with us Neha Motwani, who is the founder of Paternity. Thank you very much for joining us on, on the Daily Dispatch. Fitness has been a male-dominated world and uh, you've literally been there and uh, sort of changed the way people approach fitness and gym memberships. So how has the journey been specifically in relation to 2020, considering uh, that gyms uh, were like, was the, perhaps the last place that people wanted to be in? Yeah, no, no, very, very actually va- valid question. Uh, you know, Priya, when we, uh, you know, look at the fraternity journey, we sort of started back in 2014 with the simple intent that we actually want to simplify fitness consumption for the Indian consumer. And our model revolved around, uh, you know, aggregating retail spaces and outlets in the country, right? So Priya could basically find out gyms around her, yoga studios around her, and basically seamlessly transact. So when COVID and lockdown sort of happened in early 2020, of course, we sort of stopped, you know, saw 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 a complete standstill in business. Uh, what we did was actually sort of, you know, two things that really helped and uh, you know made us sort of come out of this. Uh, was one, you know, focusing on the partners. We actually did a lot of work with service providers to actually get them online, uh, provide the tech, provide the required, uh, you know, sort of acquisition of customers to be able to conduct classes online, right? So you couldn't take Priya to a yoga studio, but you get, you actually get the yoga studio at her house, right? So really created a whole lot of formats when it came to live stream workouts, one-on-one personal training digitally, uh, fitness challenges. 
Um, and I think the second part was really worked with regards to our corporate and our B2B strategy, uh, which is now sort of playing out really well uh, with, the, with the lockdown situation, with actually work from home. A lot of corporates are focusing on fitness and wellness like never before. And I think we've sort of, you know, really created a very valuable product, uh, which is helping, uh, you know, uh, Indian corporates give access to, you know, services online with regards to fitness, but really cutting across, you know, age, income levels, demographics, uh, you know, of their employee base. So I think these two things have been really pivotal. Uh, and uh, just in terms of, you know, where we are currently, the we're seeing massive recovery. Uh, for us, the December, Jan, and February month, you know, you know, has been spectacular. Uh, we are almost on our way to sort of, you know, getting to the numbers that we wanted uh, for this quarter, and uh, we we are actually getting back to our pre-COVID numbers by the end of this year. So, when you talk about coming back to pre-COVID levels at this point in time, at what percent are you of pre-COVID levels? We're at about twenty to thirty percent of what we were uh, with regards to our pre-COVID levels. And uh, you're, of course, you know, the way to look at the business is both B2C and B2B. While B2B has increased, of course, B2C sentiment is, you know, as we speak, uh, you know, sort of going back to what it was, right? So people are now getting more and more confident to go back to the gym. The gyms and studios are really taking a lot of safety precautions and requirements that are required for social distancing. And we're sort of helping our partners in a big way. And that sort of recovery is something that we are already seeing really, really good early signs on. So, you know, Neha, I wanted to talk about the big deal that took place in February, uh, the deal with CureFit, a deal that really uh, took the industry by surprise. Nobody was looking for looking uh, at something like this. But of course, it has changed the way uh, the fitness industry, specifically the online fitness industry operates. So tell us a little bit about the deal, what went into, uh, you know, the talks and, uh, you know, what is the kind of roadmap going forward so um actually you know we've been working with your fit uh since about three four years now uh and uh, we've been pretty much partners you know looking at each other's progress on the sidelines uh and i think uh you know we're we're actually very excited to partner with your fit because we really believe that from where they come from they have sort of built a very good first party uh you know fitness chain right with with sort of world-class quality right on the other side, we've sort of built a marketplace more sort of horizontalized and deep across all fitness activities, right? So I think standalone, both businesses have a lot of value. And with us sort of, you know, really integrating with each other, we actually see a whole lot of impact positively, right? So I think A, in terms of, uh, you know, what we can do for the recovery of the fitness industry, right? Uh, while COVID has hit, uh, you know, sort of retail fitness spaces in a big way, we really do think that, you know, fitness consumption and, and the fitness penetration levels of the country are actually on the verge of sort of really increasing, right? So, so to give you a sense, right, we, we've been sub 1% in terms of fitness penetration. Uh, anecdotally, let's say two out of 10 friends of ours were into fitness pre-COVID. But I think that number has definitely become five or six out of 10 uh, post-COVID, right? Given, you know, focus on immunity, people having the time, work from home, you know, sort of supporting, uh, you know, doing your own fitness regime, et cetera, right? So we feel that, you know, in that way, Indians and, you know, Indian sort of market has really leapfrogged, uh, you know, in terms of fitness penetration. And uh, CureFit together with fraternity, right, joining forces actually helps us capitalize that in a very, very major way. Not only look at recovery 
of the sort of you know covid but also then sort of scaling up so i think i think it's very positive at both ends we're sort of super excited to sort of be part of the curefit family at fraternity if i understand you have about 12000 or the gyms associated with you and what is the road map in terms of uh, getting more gyms on board in terms of the kind of innovation that you're bringing to the table what's in store what can we expect yeah so uh, you know like you're aware priya we uh, we actually run up run a product called one pass uh, which is basically a pass that you buy as a consumer so priya gets access to uh, gym yoga martial arts five star hotels swimming pools via one membership right and hence called one pass so i think the future for us is uh, you know deeply penetrating one pass because we really believe it is a brilliant product we've seen some really really vibrant usage of people you know in terms of repeating in terms of number of usages you know uses of the pass every month and the idea is to sort of you know really scale that up uh like you said we are in 12000 gyms and studios the idea would be to deepen our presence even further extend beyond the beyond the seven cities that we are in to actually cover deeply 15 cities that we sort of work pre covid uh and of course within the realm of what we deliver which is health and fitness the idea is to also go more deeper into sort of wellness and other activities with curefit uh, you know when you talk about the overall growth uh, going forward uh, this deal with curefit do you think that's going to help boost uh, overall growth numbers uh, for your fraternity and in terms of overall uh, funding uh, because i believe that you have a, a series of very prominent investors who have put in money in fidonzi so will you be needing more funds what is the kind of fund infusion plan so i think your priya the whole idea is that fidonzi will run independently uh and uh, we will work with curefit on a lot of initiatives for the industry together but we will maintain our independence the way we would have operated right uh and hence our operations work with suppliers work with corporates continue to sort of you know scale the way we had planned post uh, you know covid and with regards to sort of you know where we are and where we want to be you know we are we are basically targeting 25 million uh, gmv of sales which is arr by the end of this year and uh, of course there's going to be sort of fund infusion that will take place which is sort of aligned to sort of you know achieve that growth number so is there a number that you can put to it in terms of what's the kind of uh, fund infusion that you will require and secondly with uh, the kind of partnership that you have with curefit or uh, do you think that uh, you know it could become a larger network of not only 12000 gyms but uh, you know spreading into adjacencies as well no absolutely i completely agree with you priya i think i think uh, fraternity stood for gyms fitness activities swimming pools uh you know curefit stood for group classes gyms with their foray to cult pass they also have sort of gym and machine based workouts i think the whole idea that we have is to sort of you know extend the base uh have a lot of category extensions as we go along uh you know it could be in the field of sports it could be it could be wellness it could be a whole lot of you know outdoor uh activities running etc so really broad based and deepened right so the idea would be for priya as a user everything in the realm of health and fitness is something that she can find via fraternity or curefit right very interesting but you know one question that i have in mind and i can't let you go without asking you that question is that uh, are you a fitness freak and what is the kind of uh, what was the kind of motivation into getting into this field because i believe that across the board we've seen men uh, it's been a male dominated field whether it be trainers whether it be uh, you know other aspects of fitness so 
a woman in fitness how different was that for you uh i think honestly priya it has been similar to how it would be for any other entrepreneur i really don't believe that entrepreneurship uh, is linked to gender uh, i think it's gender agnostic uh and uh, you know while sort of navigating the fitness industry while of course my you know i've had my co-founder jayam with me uh, over the years so that has helped but overall uh, the the industry dynamically has changed right so while you were seeing male fitness trainers now there are a lot of female celebrity fitness trainers as well uh, a whole lot of women also owning gyms and fitness studios uh, so i think the industry mix is changing uh, and uh, you know i mean it it has been actually super exciting navigating the fitness industry and also seeing the scale that we've seen in the last 5 years along that growth all right in that note many thanks for joining us today it's been a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much for your insights on the fitness world with that thank you so much for being a part of daily dispatch thank you it's been an honor thank you so much well time now to wrap up this very special edition of the daily dispatch i'll see you tomorrow as always at 5 pm make sure to be there goodbye and see you tomorrow follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube just look for your story or log in to yourstory.com thanks for listening to daily dispatch by your story <laughs>